even a sniper, I'm a soldier. You're Nina. You're an errand boy. Sent by grocery clerks to collect the bill. I'm not through with my examination. Sit down. If I seem to be offensive, you may take it. I'm offended. You're offended. This is Speaking Out America. Join us online at speakingoutamerica.com. You paid the money. You paid four bucks. I'm peaking. It's my time now. I do a 450 show. And that's it, baby. So you may make a little bread off this tonight. Welcome to another edition of Speaking Out America. My name is JR, or actually Jim Watkins, to my friends, and you are my friends. And, uh, you know, I do want to explain why I use that opening for the show, because it is actually a compilation of all of the major influential moments of my life uh, captured in a quote from a film or uh, an album that I once loved. For example, there's some drops there from Steve Martin from Let's Get Small. There's great movie clips, Christopher Plummer's there from Murder by Decree, one of the greatest uh, movies ever about Jack the Ripper. Uh, And that was instrumental. Why? Because it was reflected something that made my life meaningful at that time, and I've carried that with me. And it has an influence on the way that I present my stories here on this program. And this program is about speaking out. It is about calling out injustice. It is about calling out unfairness that we see every day and we have to push back against the deception because hey look we're all talking about misinformation and misinformation comes from both sides big time you know i was in a discussion with my wife yesterday about the economy and she says she watches msnbc a lot she says well the economy is in great shape and I said, are you, jo- are you joking me? Are you not hearing about all the layoffs that are going on? The f- fact that a, a, you know, a dozen a carton of eggs now is six bucks? You don't think it matters that gas, gas is hovering around four bucks? Doesn't that have an impact on people who, uh, you know, and then of course I, I just, but the point is, is that there are different perceptions and those receptions are based on a perceived reality. And that reality comes from, well, it comes from somewhere. So you're either buying into what they're saying about Trump or they're, you're buying into what they're saying about Biden. And it's based on your own desires of, of who you like and who you don't. And our news media, I mean, did you see ABC News last night? Man, they had all hands on deck. John Carl was up there. I, I'd swear he'd just done a line of coke. He was looking so energetic. And Mary Bruce sitting there like a statesman, like, uh, you know, some princess of wisdom. Uh, and then uh, Pierre Thomas, just happy to be there, I suppose. I don't think I can recall seeing him on set, set with David Muir. And Oh, and then they had Dan Abrams, uh, who, who, who almost exposed his conservative leanings, if those of you remember when Dan would be a frequent appearance on the Don Imus show. And he was not a liberal back then. Uh, and so anyway, they're all in on this one. And there's a great article, John uh, Daniel Davidson writes. Do I have it here? I do. Uh, Just some highlights. Uh, uh, Header is, Trump indictment is a declaration of war against American voters. So this is what I'm talking about. I'm calling out uh, the special prosecutor, Jack Smith, because this is clearly a political maneuver. 75 charges now? 75 charges? And this latest charge is just, to me, a blatant attempt to subvert yet another election. But it's interesting because this one actually has some 
side effects that may not go down so sweet on the left. And the article reads, in part, the idea that our Justice Department can indict someone, especially the sitting president's main political rival, over speech that's protected by the First Amendment is simply insane. It puts us firmly into banana republic territory where tin pot dictators jail their political opponents ahead of elections just to ensure their re-election. Now, look no further than Brazil. Uh, Jair Bolsonaro can't even run again, I think, until 2030, and is he could be too old to run, and that's by design. And for many of the same things that they're, they're charging Trump with, this indictment is nothing more than a declaration of war against the American voters and their constitutional right to free speech. Writes Jonathan Turley, noted on Twitter, if you take a red pen to all the material presumptively protected by the First Amendment, you can reduce much of the indictment to haiku. Uh, And then he continues on, Smith's indictment alleges that Trump's claim about the 2020 elections were false and that he knew they were false. How how can you prove what what someone knows? Well, Smith says that, well, you know, all of his buddies was telling him. Uh, there's no there there. Bill Barr standing right next to him. There's no evidence. There's no evidence of any kind of Trump uh, election. And, you know, there's the guy who says he's going to jump off a bridge. I don't think anybody's holding their breath, buddy. Uh, but that's not evidence. Someone else telling you something uh, is evidence that now you know something is true. No, that's not true. I mean, look, this. Uh, I'll get to the good part, but the article continues... You're probably thinking this can't be real, that no one would be so stupid as to hang charges on the idea that Trump secretly believed he'd lost the election because uh, a bunch of deep state officials told him so, but lied about it in hopes of pulling off a grand conspiracy. But it doesn't matter whether Trump knew he lost the election and lied is a political matter, not a legal one. It's precisely the kind of thing that can only be settled by voters not by the Department of Justice. uh, This indictment sets a terrifying precedent, Davidson writes, that puts all Americans at risk. Here's why. If the prosecution of Trump succeeds, it means the First Amendment is dead in America. It means you're not allowed to have opinions that contradict the Justice Department's official narrative. And we saw some some of this uh, rear its ugly head during COVID. You had to follow the narrative or you were considered a threat. And then all of your social media was flagged or tagged, and you were disbarred. People lost their jobs for doing what they're basically charging uh, Trump with, which is speaking out against what he thought was an unfair election. They think Trump's criminal, or he thinks they think he's a criminal for opposing him. And they think the same thing about his supporters. The left wants to criminalize dissent. So says John Daniel Davidson of The Federalist. Great article. Kudos to you. Now, on the flip side, uh, and I'm starting to see other people come to this awareness, if this thing goes to trial for obstruction uh, or conspiracy, uh, this is actually going to give Trump an opportunity to build his defense based on the the evidence, uh, witness testimony from people like Zuckerberg. Uh, They'll be able to call in people from ABC, uh, Kim Powers over at ABC News, Uh, Rick Klein, all these people who knowingly 
conspired to influence the elections by suppressing news and suppressing social media on Hunter Biden's laptop, uh, foreign dealings. Uh, even, you know, you could say that we could argue they withheld the fact that Biden is mentally compromised through age. And so this will put uh, all of the Democrats on trial, too. The J6 Commission uh, edited video, leaving crucial evidence out, knowingly leaving out evidence that should have been exculpatory evidence. When trying to determine uh, the break-in, we saw now the videos that came out that show that uh, the state police actually, the Capitol Police actually let people in and practically gave them a tour. And this was somehow, so this is going to, uh, the Time Magazine that came out, I think it was February, March 2020, basically celebrated the fact that social media and big tech had won the election through their influence. Google, a jet pie, he's going to be questioned. All these people will have to come up there and give testimony and swear on a stack of Bibles that they don't believe in that they help sway and influence the election. $400 $400 million from Zuckerberg is all you need to know. And guess what? Now it's all going to come out. Now it's all going to come out, and Trump's going to be vindicated again, uh, and and they won't be able to put him in jail, and he'll be the prison. He won't be in prison, and guess what? Uh, Joe Biden won't be the president. And they're stupid because they don't know what they're doing. They think they know what they're doing, but they don't know what they're doing. And as soon as I saw... The, the um, you know, the, the ABC crew, all hands on deck last night, I said, this is nothing more than yet another attempt to make Trump look bad. Not so much to his base. I, I think they've given up on the base. I think what they're trying to do is gin up the left. Gin up the left. And that way they can keep reporting on it and keep making it the news. And then they become the news and we know how it works. So that's the condition of the planet we live in. Am I worried about it? Nah, not really. I'm not really worried about it this time. I I mean, we're already 75 indictments in. <laughs> and there's still no... I mean, they've impeached him a couple of times, I guess. I remember one time they impeached him for asking uh, Zelensky over there in Ukraine if uh, there was any shenanigans going on at Burisma. Yeah, I remember when he asked uh, Vladimir that. And he said, no, there's not. And it turns out there was. So that's what that's what Trump was imp- impeached for. We now know that there was, in fact, shenanigans going on, that Hunter Biden was uh, milking Burisma uh, as access money, paying him $83,000 a month. I mean, how much of that was going to Joe? Maybe twenty five grand a month? That would explain why he has such a big... Oh, by the way, uh, we have a message coming in uh, from our overlords over at the World Health Organization. And I got to get that message to you. It's important for you to hear it so you know what our new marching orders are in the new new empire. So we'll get to that. Plus, Reverend James Harden will be along a little bit later on to discuss uh, population control in America. All this and more. Speaking out, America. Jim Watkins will be right back.
So now they've gone and old Jen Granholm over there at the Department of Energy because she's got to do something. I mean, they pay her salary. So it's her job to come up with something effective and, and at least in her own mind will will make she make her feel like she's earning a living. And now they want to make sure that nobody uses those nice, soft, white General Electric light bulbs that we all grew up, uh, you know, and they're and they have such a nice natural, you know, effervescent glow. Not anymore. Oh no, no, no. Everybody has to have LED lights now. You know those those lights that make everything really bright. Uh, yeah. So and that's her big achievement. You know what? What's your legacy? Hey Jen, what's your legacy? Oh man, when I was de- uh, Department of Energy secretary. I made everybody stop using soft white light bulbs. Yeah. Because, you know, that encourages global warming. You know, George Orwell made a point in his, you know, now oft-ignored 1984. It's not about trying to accomplish something. It's just about modifying your behavior. Because if they can get you to do that, then they can get you to do this. And it's and it's through this guise of public safety, always the guise of public safety. And there's no reason for them to do anything about light bulbs, none whatsoever. It doesn't accomplish anything. All it does is it forces everybody to have to retrofit. I mean, I feel sorry for light bulb companies. I mean, though, you know, every light bulb, really? I mean, that's everywhere. The, the government is now in control of the light. Uh, they have regulated now what you and I can put into our homes. Perfectly normal, perfectly safe, very nice light bulbs. I can tell the difference between an LED light. Maybe you can't. Maybe that's why you don't care. Oh, I don't know. You know, it'd be like tomorrow if uh, you know the government decided. Okay, from now on, we're only going to have mono, mono uh, radio. No more stereo because it it that extra frequency uh, can ca- cause climate change. I'm not saying it's true or not. I'm just saying that's how ridiculous this whole thing is. Why does changing a light Because it consumes, okay, so the average light bulb consumes, oh, maybe 60 watts an hour. So if you leave the light bulb on, 60 watts an hour. Now they're converting over to uh, incandescent LEDs, uh, which use a completely different chemical particle. And it's actually more harmful for the environment because we have to dig for that particle in the ground. So the excess energy that we use to get the materials, the raw materials, before it was just glass, a little bit of that powder, and a little wire. Thanks to Thomas Edison's brilliance. And now it's all, all this metal and plastic and compressed plastic. And I mean, have you ever felt the weight of a light bulb? You know, these new light bulbs, they're heavy, they're like batteries. That's because that's what they are. They're storage units for. It's not like electricity going through a wire and giving you natural light. Uh, it's it's a different form and it requires different material. And so all that retrofitting, all the energy that's going to go into it is going to. Re- there's no return on investment here, but it makes them feel good. And again, in the exercise of control, uh, they'll just get, they just want to change your behavior. They want to change your behavior so that you're always continually changing your behavior and shame on them. 
Man, it's just ludicrous. But that's the way it is. Uh, also, we now know, this is an interesting story that came out. So you know what Pornhub is, right? Number one adult website. They have a higher return on investment than almost every, uh, better than Facebook. Facebook had an operating margin of 25% in 2022. Pornhub, their margins 27% in 2021 and almost 30% in 2022. And they're trying to get funding. So MindGeek, which owns Pornhub and other websites, was expected to turn out profits to attract high-end advertising thanks to relatively low costs. Uh, Subsequent MasterCard and Visa suspended payment services indefinitely to Pornhub because of rightfully public criticism of the site. Right now, if we want to control and reduce and eliminate, ultimately, uh, human trafficking, we need to start at the source, which is tamping down on the porn industry, making it harder for people to access it. I mean, what adults do in their own room, none of my business, but you know how much, you know how much money they make? $455 million. Uh, wow. That's a whole lot of porn. $455 million. One website. One. One. There's a million of them out there. Oh, I have to play this one for you. This was on social media. This is aliens. This is an alien sitting with our world leaders talking about the human condition. Check this out. How many uh, genders are there? 72. It's hard to know, really. It's changing all the time. So, your species is evolving that rapidly. Remarkable. Uh, perhaps while you are sitting here, you will grow additional limbs or develop the ability to breathe underwater. Um, no, that's not what we meant. It's too bad. I don't know where that's from, but it was on social media. Here's another one. This is from 1978, the newsreel from 1978 uh, about the coming global cooling. I think we'd have to think about moving someplace else. Move where? The brutal buffalo winter might become common all over the United States. Climate experts believe the next ice age is on its way. According to recent evidence, it could come sooner than anyone had expected. At weather stations in the far north, temperatures have been dropping for 30 years. Seacoasts long free of summer ice are now blocked year-round. According to some climatologists, within a lifetime, we might be living in the next ice age. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, okay, going back, here's one more before we take a break, and then we're going to be joined by Reverend Jim Harden. Alan Bergman, uh, one of the Disney corporate types, giving a speech as to their game plan moving forward. Thank you. I'm Alan Bergman. I'm the co-chair of the entertainment division at Disney. And we have a special announcement to make today. As you know, Disney's a place of magic. It's where frogs turn into princes, where orphans like Cinderella can transform into beautiful princess. And unlike us jaded adults, the children believe in magic. And we spent a hundred years cultivating a brand that has been trusted and loved by families for generations. And with that trust, we've covertly been inserting queerness into our films and television shows first as lgbtq background characters and later in leading roles and plots and few parents know that two years ago now for pride month on disney plus our streaming service 
We streamed the Disney Plus Drag Queen Extravaganza to help introduce queer ideologies and sexualities to the children and encourage them to experiment on their own. And we're proud of our perfect DEI score, our diversity, equity, and inclusion score, but we always strive to go above and beyond what is expected. You know, they should play that. They should play that in the speakers on the monorail. You know, you know that train that takes you all the way around the park there at Disney? Wouldn't that be cool? You could listen to that tape over and over again. Next stop, Tomorrowland. By the way, we're very proud to let you know that we're celebrating Ginger Queer Month here at Disney. Anyway, uh, I'll be right back. Jim Harden joining me in just a moment. Plus, later, that strange, scary World Health Organization tape that you just got to hear. Speaking out, America. Be right back. I am JR, and uh, it's good to be here. Don't forget uh, crntalk.com, 9 to 10 a.m., Monday through Friday, always, and then we replay again at 5 p.m. Pacific, right here, crntalk.com, and also our podcast, always available to you, all archived at speakingoutamerica.com. And I I do want to mention, just as a footnote, before we go to this uh, newly handed down report from our overlords over in the EU. Uh, and we'll get to that in just a second. But, you know, it is interesting that the Ashley Babbitt, uh, did you hear about this? No, you didn't. That, there's a reason for that. And that's probably why Jack Smith decided to, you know, break the news yesterday and get everybody to pay attention to him. So remember the diary? Okay, so in West Palm Beach, actually in Delray Beach, uh, Ashley Babbitt lived at a uh, property. I guess the Bidens lived there for a little while. And she left a lot of her personal belongings. So when new people moved in and started renting the place, they found Ashley Babbitt's diary. And uh, and in it was all of this salacious testimony about how Joe Biden would get into the shower with her when she was young. And he would... Uh, and he would you know, get in with her so she wouldn't wait because she didn't like her dad getting in the shot. Was it her dad, I think? I think it was her dad, right? Anyway, so we've got that tape, and, uh, and we'll play it. It was all over the Internet yesterday. And not that I think that any of the networks are going to pick up on that story, but it's just very interesting. Again, it always seems like whenever there's a big a big news drop on Hunter Biden or something that makes Biden look bad, you know, out comes another indictment to take the, 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 your eye off the ball. Uh, let's play this. It runs about two minutes. It's from Project Veritas. And uh, this all broke on the news yesterday. And then we'll get to the other weird conspiracy of the World Health Organization. But first, tackling this story, because the media didn't show it to you yesterday, we're going to do it here on Speaking Out America. Hi, is this Ashley Biden? This is she. How are you? I'm doing well. Yeah, I just wanted, so I heard you have um, a few of my belongings. Um, and so I was going to ask if, it would, if you could please meet my friend, Eric, 
who is down in Delray, if you could meet him and get, and get this up to him. There's, there's a, a diary here. It starts in January. It says, January, at the end of a New York month, I'm sitting on a bed uh, at the I building. Yeah, so if you could just give everything that you have um, to Eric, that would be really um, uh, great. I don't want to give this to to the wrong person. I mean, I want to make uh, sure. At this, is the, at this point, and I don't mean to. I, I don't want to have to get Secret Service involved in this, right? Because it just is. It's a whole process. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I, I am Ashley Biden. It is my stuff. So if you could just give all of that over, I would really appreciate it. I know you sent a picture to my husband with a camera and mm-hmm. a few other things that are mine as well. So. That would be really great. Where is a good place uh, for him to meet you? There's also this bag with luggage tags on it. Uh, for, and so is that bag, because there's there's all this stuff, is that bag yours too, Ashley? Yeah, it is. Shortly after the phone call, this October 16th letter was sent from Project Veritas to Joe Biden's presidential campaign, asking the candidate for comment. October 23rd, a follow-up email from our then chief legal officer. And on October 29, 2020, Ashley Biden's attorney, Roberta Kaplan, finally responded, saying, quote, This is insane. We should send to the SDNY. This is the FBI splash page showing the SDNY immediately opened an investigation into Project Veritas on the very same day. And on November 8, 2020, Project Veritas returns all Ashley Biden's abandoned items, including her diary, to Florida local law enforcement. You're watching Pre-Dawn Raids by the FBI on three Project Veritas journalists. They took place on November 4th and November 6th of 2021. I'm sorry, so what is this regarding? This is a search warrant. Open up. Open your And then you know what? That That's something frightening, isn't it? So uh, they get her on the phone. Ashley says, hey, uh, uh, somebody's going to come pick up my stuff. And they're like, well, yeah, but this is pretty important stuff because I'm lo- reading a diary here. Now, it, Ashley is the daughter of Jill and Joe. And uh, and in that diary was uh, basically Ashley com- uh, talking about how her dad would, well, get in the showers with her. I mean, use your own imagination. Now, I'm not here to say whether it's true or not, but it's relevant to character, as they say in all those, you know, jury. It's relevant to character. And, you know, this is, you know, and I get these, you know, when I think about him sniffing girls' hair and chopping at them. And just a few months ago, there was this viral video going around. It's like, do these dots connect? And, you know, this is where truth discernment comes in. I mean, we either have the ability to discern the truth or we don't. And as far as I know, my my Lord, uh, he made that possible on the day of Pentecost. Uh, it's called the spirit of truth, and it's supposed to guide us so that we don't get taken advantage of by the evil forces in this world. And at least that's what the Bible tells us. Anyway, and so that story will never make the light of day. Uh, but it's there. So now we get to this point now. This is floating all over the Internet. It runs about, oh, let me see here. If I can. There we go again. Close the window. It runs about two minutes. And it's basically uh, our overlords over there at the World Health Organization 
who are outlining what we the people or we the sh- uh, the sheeple, as Chancellor Palpatine uh, tells us what the updated plan for humanity is. Check this out. This is a dissertation given at a recent World Health Organization conference. It will send a chill up your spine. We're undergoing a soft coup. And the idea is to create a whole new set of laws and ignore the existing human rights laws and other laws under the pretext of pandemic preparedness and the biosecurity agenda. The WHO is developing through all its nations, but with the WHO directorate in the United States in charge, a pandemic treaty and amendments to the existing international health regulations that will remove the human rights protections currently um, embedded in the IHRs, will enforce surveillance, censorship, get rid of freedom of speech, require governments to censor and only push a single narrative. Also, we will be sub- subject, if, if they can make this work, to vaccines developed in 100 days, which the organization CEPI is planning to do. And one of the people who founded CEPI was Jeremy Farrar, who is now the chief scientist at the WHO to bring this forward. Um, other things that uh, the amendments do is to bind the state so they are no longer recommendations but enforceable edicts, uh, provide a liability shield, get rid of intellectual property rights, move supplies from one country to another, um, enforce digital passports, and the director general of WHO can demand that a pandemic or a potential pandemic exists. He can just declare it with no standards, and then countries around the world will have to obey. Uh, Also, the WHO will tell you what drugs you can and can't use in your nation once a pandemic is declared. Obviously, the budget will increase. One Health is another part of this. One Health is a concept that was created to enable the WHO, with these documents, to take over jurisdiction of everything in the world by saying that climate change, animals, plants, water systems, ecosystems are all central to health. Also embedded in this concept is a peculiar notion that humans are no longer of greater value than animals. That's, you know, that's how they, they think. Uh, do they have any self-awareness to just how ridiculously stupid and ineffective and immature they are as, as the an arrogant hubris that they think that they can just snap their fingers and humanity will do whatever they're told? Uh, how long do they think that can, is sustainable? What, what, do they think that we're just atomized humans with no ideas and no desires for liberty and freedom and that everything that we've... It's just, it, 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 it used to make me angry because I know there are people who actually would sign up enthusiastically for this plan because they too believe in this utopian idea that if we can just control things, we can make things better. And they never do. There's a great quote. I love, it's one of my favorites. Life is what happens when you're busy making plans. 
And these people are among the most arrogant. Uh, and, 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 and I laugh because, see, I know who's in control. And it's not them. They'd like to believe they are because they have power and wealth and influence. And they think that in their inner circles, they can sit around and pontificate, you know, what kind of bugs will we best survive on? And uh, I'm still not convinced that this new tick that's out there that supposedly makes you allergic to red meat wasn't some bioengineered tick developed in a lab just for that purpose. Uh, and, and they would only be too too happy to introduce such a thing, uh, you know, into the mainstream. If it, it kel- if it helped them get to their, you know, their end game, they'll do it. Anyway, thanks for stopping by today. Speaking out America, I'm Jim Watkins, and we'll be back tomorrow, and I'll have more news for you. Have a good day.